I'm Alma Lee. I'm a psychotherapist and transformative lifestyle resiliency coach and author, and I want to help you reach your goals by teaching you how to step outside of those fear-based mindsets and into your powerful, loving self. Let's get started. I gotta tell you, for the most part, I pride myself in being pretty healthy emotionally and mentally, for the most part. I think that given the dynamics of, of what, the opportunities that I've had for healing and growth along the way, along my years and my wisdom that I've had in this life, I would say that overall, I'm pretty healthy. And that goes, you know... With my transparency, I think, I have been open about my experiences. Uh, I don't shame myself. I don't shame others. In fact, I encourage other people to be transparent and to be authentic with their experiences and to remove all of that shame because shame is your biggest enemy when it comes to your personal healing and growth. When you're ashamed of the things that you've experienced, especially things that are that have been outside of your control, abuse, things like that, things that happened to you when you were a kid, um, or even as an adult, it doesn't matter. Um, things that you've had absolutely no sort of uh, impact in, you haven't been able to influence. A lot of people attach shame to those things, and they don't talk about it. And I want to talk about it today. Uh, in particular, the uh, result of those experiences. I'm no different. I'm no different. Um, lately, I've had some significant life changes. These are good changes. These are these are um, a change in my job status that uh, I chose to act on just because it was time. Um, I had been, for lack of a better term, languishing in my role, in my full-time employment role, uh, because I was too scared to step out into the big, bad, scary world out here, which is where I am at right now. Uh, that being said, there's a lot of stress that comes with that. And what does stress do? Stress is a trigger. Stress is a trigger for old traumas, um, old ways of how your body metabolizes trauma and metabolizes stress because if you're a person who, who, who has ever experienced any kind of trauma, stress, any kind of stress, it could be simple stress, it could be driving in traffic stress, is a trigger. It causes all of that old shit to just come barreling forward. Next thing you know, you're having some type of an emotional occurrence, an emotional uh, experience. I'm no different. I am here today in this episode talking about my experiences that I still exist in today and what I want to say about that and what I want to share with you. Oh God, you know, at the end of the day, you can do all the healing in the world. You can go to the best therapists. You can fully buy into all of your your, your homework and your reading and follow through and do your meditation and do your journaling. But even, even at the end of the day, sometimes that's not enough. And for me the other day, it wasn't enough. No, I did not get suicidal. I had a horrible, horrible, terrible panic attack. And the reason I had this panic attack 
was because I was biting off more than I could chew. And in one day, all of a sudden, I tried to take care of everything that I needed to take care of. And it was too much. And I had already been exhausted. I'd been driving across the country. I'd been working. Uh, I'd been dealing with the what ifs. Just too much stress. And it stacked up. I know you've been there. You wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you didn't have <laughs> if you didn't have some semblance of familiarity with that. Um, fucking scary, man. Even me, you know, I'm a I'm a seasoned I'm a seasoned clinician. I should have this shit in a bag, right? No, I don't. Um, I you know I put my pants on one leg at a time, just like you do. But the thing is, the difference between me and other people is that I know how normal it is. And I know that it's a byproduct. It is, um, it's a somatic response to the, pre, you know, the trauma that I've, you know, I've always carried. And I've done all this work, right? I've done all my therapy work. I'm still in therapy. Shout out to Cindy. You guys know Cindy, my therapist. She's wonderful. Um, she holds me accountable. She holds my feet to the fire and she puts things in perspective for me that uh, it doesn't, it doesn't trigger my shame. It just shows me what I need to work on. Um, and that's kind of the follow through that I have with my clients is I do the same thing. You know, it's real easy to help people when you're outside of the storm. Um, but when you're in your own storm, that's when it gets tricky. I am not immune to panic attacks. I am not immune to having my depression. I am not immune to struggling with anxiety. I am not immune to those intrusive thoughts, the combating priorities that create that, just that tidal wave of stress. Uh, I got nauseated the other day. I felt it coming on. It had been, it's been a a while uh, since I had a significant uh, panic attack like this. I've had them but they've been manageable through my breathing, through my journaling, and through my um, and my meditation practice. I've, I've been able to manage them. But, you know, you're probably thinking, well, how, Alma, how, how did you, you know, what did you do? I called a friend. I called a friend. Actually, I called two friends. And I, you know, I just said, you know, look, I said, I'm struggling right now. I, I need perspective. I need somebody to walk me through this. Because at that point... In the midst of that panic attack, my brains had shifted into scrambled eggs. They were useless. I knew what I was supposed to be doing, but I couldn't get my heart rate down. And if you've ever had a panic attack where your heart rate goes through the roof, it's terrifying. And when you're terrified and you've got the fear on top of the anxiety and whatever else is going on, the stress, the triggers... You just, you, you have to hand it over to somebody else. And that's what I want to uh, inspire upon you today is to share my own experience. There's a learning curve here, right? I was thinking that the other day in the midst of all this. And I'm thinking, where's the freaking benefit? What the hell am I supposed to do with this? What am I supposed to do with this experience? And I'm like, well, after everything got, you know, cooled off and calmed down, I was like, well, I'm supposed to share it. I'm supposed to talk. I'm supposed to talk about it. I'm supposed to share about it uh, openly and and be transparent about it, and you know, no frills, and let you know, especially from me as somebody who, you know, claims to be an expert, which I do claim to be an expert, and I am authentic, and I do know what I'm talking about. But man, when your brains, <laughs> when your brains turn into scrambled eggs, and you can't think, 
the one thing I remembered, the one thing that I knew to do in the midst of that horrible panic attack was to call a friend. Because if I wasn't, if I didn't have a friend, if I didn't have my, my friends Candy and Pam on deck to, to uh, chime in and to sort of, you know, pull me down, get me, get my breathing regulated and, and get me situated and help me compartmentalize my thought process, I probably would have called 911 only because I have a condition called POTS. And it was my heart rate that was scaring me. It wasn't, I wasn't feeling like self-harm or anything like that. It wasn't in that realm of a, of a mental health crisis, but it was my heart rate that was going ape shit. You ever had one of those? You ever had one of those panic attacks where it just, it hits you and you can't, you know, I couldn't control it. I couldn't deescalate it. It was, the more I thought about it, the more I tried to control it, the worse it got. So I got them on board and they helped walk me down and get me, you know, get me on deck and make sure I was okay and uh yeah and it was it was pretty terrifying and so that's why I want to share with you first of all if you've had these I I mean don't there's no shame in calling 911 the only reason I didn't call 911 was because I was able to get what I needed from my friends that's that's it everything if, if I hadn't been able to reach them I would have gladly called 911 and I would have had them take me off to the VA because I'm a I'm a vet and I would have had them take me to the ER and have me evaluated and, and, and do whatever they need to do in order to get the, the heart rate in check because my, I can't play around with the postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome that I have where my heart rate and my blood pressure don't communicate well and I end up passing out. And it always happens anytime that I'm facing with, um, if I start getting sick or something, I'm not sick, it was just the stress was, was creating in that uh, situation for me. So that's uh, pretty much what this episode is about, is basically just to validate you, the listener, and letting you know that <laughs> therapists have panic attacks too. That's pretty much it. That's the message today. Um, I, you know, I'm going through a lot of transition with my work, and it's good stress, right? It's not, I'm not... Um, I'm, <laughs> I manifested this. Now that's going to be a different episode of From Fear to Love is talking about manifestations. When you manifest something, you go through changes. You, you, everything that you are trying to attain and achieve in your life, nothing changes if nothing changes. Well, I'm going through some huge changes. I'm going through some huge professional changes. I'm also going through some huge personal changes. And while on the surface, especially having a panic attack, because I'm trying to do too much because I'm, you know, hustling and going and getting everything and I'm doing too much at once and creating all of this unnecessary bullshit stress in myself. <laughs> There's that self-deprecation that you're not supposed to engage upon, but that's where I'm at today. And I'm very grateful for all of these opportunities and I can see it. I can start to see how things are starting to shift in my life. Um, what would I do different? What would I do to prevent a panic attack? Well, I, I do set goals for myself every morning. From now on, I'm being more specific and strategic on what those goals are. And I'm limiting the number of the goals because the other day I put way too much on deck. I just, I, I bit off more than I can chew. That's exactly what I did. Um, and, and lesson learned, right? So I, uh, was trying to get my head to stop thumping. I started getting a headache. I, I started getting nauseated. I could feel it coming on. I've had them before. I was like, I got this. I can fix this. 
started doing my deep breathing. Deep breathing activated the nausea. You guys, it sounds familiar, doesn't it? You guys have done this too. Anybody who has ever struggled with any type of pre-existing uh, trauma, which gets triggered by stress, which creates, you know, that whole, that big cornucopia, that big ball of, of you know, anxiety and, and the worry that comes with it, you know what I'm talking about. So the takeaway, pick and choose your battles. Yeah, the light, your, world, your world is not going to end, you know, if you don't fix everything today. My world is not going to end if I don't achieve everything that I want to achieve today. Um, in fact, I wanted to do this episode yesterday and I put it off because I had other things that I needed to do. Um, I'm still unpacking from my trip to Colorado. I've got a big pile of clothes that I need to go through that are sitting here on my bedroom floor and I need to address a few other issues, but you know what? I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And you know, I'm, I'm feeling pretty strong and, and healthy right now. I'm a little bit embarrassed if I'm honest that, you know, oh gosh, how, how could I allow myself to, <laughs> to overwhelm myself that way? But you know, it happens to the best of us. And, um, I'm sure that, you know, people who are very high functioning professionals probably deal with a lot of their own panic and silence. And that's ultimately the goal of this message today is I want to stand up and raise my hand and say, you got to ask for help. You really do. And it's, you know, we oftentimes, you know, we'll tell people ask for help. You know, especially if you're feeling like you want to self-harm. That's kind of like what we think of when we think of asking for help. But that's not it. That's not the only time you need to ask for help. If you're having a panic attack, call a friend. You know, if, if, uh, if you feel like you can't deal with something that's overwhelming you, talk to your friends. Talk to your friends. I mean, ask yourself this. How good would it make you feel to know that somebody trusted you enough to reach out to you specifically to help them de-escalate a very trying emotional problem that's creating this this issue. You know, I mean, if you know, I would I would assume most people would be flattered by that. I know I would, especially when it came to my my good friends. So we we got things worked out. I ended up you know getting some rest that evening, and then the next day I I woke up and I was like. <laughs> Oh, I feel a little bit better today. <laughs> Why did I do that? You know, and then you get those little um, ankle biting issues of, uh, man, that was dumb. You know, don't go down that rabbit hole. Just don't. Don't go down that rabbit hole. I know what I did and I learned from it and I'm not going to beat myself up over it. I know that I'm a hard worker. I know that there are opportunities that are just over the just over the, the horizon there for me that are almost within reach. I know everything's going to line up for me. It always has. I have never, ever in my life, ever set a goal for myself that I did not achieve. That is a fact. And there, this is no different. So setting myself up for success in my private business and in my, my media company and, and working towards these goals as a means of connecting with my audience in a true and authentic and valid way to help you. You know, if you listen to this, I, I hope that you share it. I hope that you share this episode with your friends who may be struggling, especially people that are full of pride, who don't feel comfortable asking for help from other people. Um, 
but even if you know even if you are someone who is relatively secluded in your personal life and you maybe you don't feel comfortable reaching out to other people don't deal with that shit alone you know if if nothing else especially if you're like me and your heart rate's through the roof and especially if you're like me and you're you know middle-aged and you don't need to be messing around with your ticker you know go to the hospital it's important it is absolutely an emergency and they'll triage you they'll check you they'll put you on a you know, monitor and they'll sit you down even if you, they don't get you back there. They know what they're doing in the ER, whether it's mental or physical emergencies, they know how to triage. So it's important for you to take care that way. And then on the other side of that, after, you know, maybe talking to a therapist, work on getting out and, and working on your social circles. Friends are vital. There's, aside from just creativity and art, you know, um, any kind of art, music, visuals you know books writing poetry you name it aside from art connection with other human beings those are the only real reasons that we're here on this earth and we need to cultivate that we need to protect it we need to encourage it and if you don't have people in your life that you can connect with in that manner why why not what is it that's going on in your head and your heart that's keeping you from connecting with other people I know that, you know, people can be shitty. That's a fact. Um, you know, I I call people out all the time for shitty behavior. Whether or not they're a shitty person remains to, to be seen, but I will call somebody out for shitty behavior in a heartbeat because I expect to have my own shit held accountable as well. You know what I mean? Um, but don't let that stop you from creating friendships and connections with other people. Life is too, life's too precious to move through it alone it's it's too it's too vital and in and, and I'll say this in closing um and, and just kind of putting my money where my mouth is I have really enjoyed my time as a divorced woman getting to know myself and knowing who I am and and working on my my uh, goals my professional goals but that's a big you know while that's a big part of my life I I don't want to do that alone I don't. I, I, I want to build an empire, but I don't want to build an empire by myself. And so I do, <laughs> I've got to work on my vulnerability too when it comes to cultivating those partnerships because I would like a partner, like somebody I could, you know, build my company with and, and also build a life with. And I share that with you from a space of vulnerability as a means of encouraging you to do the same because life is just it's so full and it's painful but it's rich and it's wonderful and it's what you make it and it's a beautiful experiences it, all of these beautiful experiences are what you make you get to choose and if you're struggling and if you're feeling like you're on the urge of a or the verge of a of a, of a panic attack why what are you resisting what are you holding on to so tight that is keeping you from surrendering and leaning into it and just letting go and just letting letting all the pieces flow and flow and and go into place the way that they're supposed to in your life it's important all right from fear to love this has been an lbm production please like subscribe and share this show thanks for listening